At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We've seen a car run into a tree, a tree fall through a roof, and we've even seen a car fall through a roof. Hey, babe. Your parents are here. But there's a better way for your home and auto to come together. Bundle them. And when you get both, you could save an average of 20%. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. I'm Emily. And I'm Mandy. And this is season two. Welcome back. We're still here. We made it. We haven't gone anywhere. That's surprising for all of us, isn't it? Yes. This is a better uh, season, you guys, so get ready. This is a much better season. No particular reason why. I mean, it's got everyone's absolute favorite character on Glee, Sam Evans. Sebastian. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we we are all excited to be back. We're excited you're back. You're excited you're back and you're excited we're back. Everybody's excited. So let's just jump into this. This is uh, season two, episode one, audition. It, uh, it premiered uh, September 21st, 2010, which trying to remember it premiered that long ago was a little painful. Um, and it premiered to 12.4 or 12.5 million viewers, uh, series high. And also just like, that is a lot of you guys or a lot of us guys. It's a lot lot. of guys. It's a lot. Um, so this, uh, episode, let me give you a quick, quick rundown. After a tough loss at regionals, the Glee Club is back as the underdogs of McKinley High. When the school is faced with even more budget cuts, Esther Schuster pushes the kids to help recruit new members for the club. The Glee Club has had some changes over the summer, new relationships, new activities, and some relationships broken up. Rachel and Finn disagree on new recruits and aren't sure they will be able to come together in perfect harmony. Finn attempts to recruit new transfer student Sam, while Rachel attempts to recruit Sunshine. Jealousy gets in the way, which may cause some problems. Will and Sue team up together to take on Coach Beast, the new football team coach, when Figgins reveals that it'll cut Sue's Cheerios and Will's New Directions funding. P.S. This episode was directed by Brad Falchuk and written by Ian Brennan. So we're back. So we're back. We're back. This is an episode. Um, Lee had its uh, big gay summer. Uh, (laughs) Everyone has returned with their season two haircuts. Some better than others. Better than others, and Naya has returned with her season two boobs, so good for her. Some better than others. Some better than others, yes. So there's some really big changes happening. Rachel has bangs, and I think <laughs> big change. An improvement. I think um I think the bangs really stand out. That was what that's what was bothering us with Rachel. It's the, the bangs. The bangs. Yeah. yeah. She mm-hmm. didn't have bangs. It didn't feel right. I liked the extraordinarily meta intro that Jacob Ben Israel gave mm-hmm. us. Uh, I mean, with his I hate little... him as a character, but sometimes the way they use him as a plot device yeah. is quite fun. 
because I yeah I liked when he was like he went up to um shoes like wait the kids don't like it when I rap like thank you for recognizing that no one liked your rap songs I mean yeah. it was it was nicely self-aware of the show to like poke fun at a lot of those things and I wish that this I'm, I'm already starting season two with the I wishes but I wish that the show had kept that up yeah or something along the lines of like if it's gonna poke, poke fun of itself with something like that that it wouldn't also then continue to try to make it a thing like don't try to make fetch happen while also poking fun at yourself for trying to make fetch happen it's very confusing for my brain yeah it's uh it's too much a little bit so yeah I all in all this also I think was the first yeah no or the only premiere to actually start with the with a and that's what you missed on Glee Hmm. so interesting considering (laughs) there are other premiere episodes there are there are a lot of things happening in in this premiere that was the word I was looking for in this premiere uh, biggest one obviously being the the recruitment for new members, which um, in one hand leads us to having uh, you know having and meeting meeting our new favorite season cast member that we're all excited to finally meet. Sunshine. So, ah. oh. Yay, sunshine. Let's jump let's jump in with sunshine better than Sam. Let's go sunshine. Yay. Well, I guess before we jump into Sunshine, we do have to say goodbye to Matt Rutherford, who has transferred Mm. schools and gotten the hell out of there. You deserve deserve better, Matt Rutherford. uh, Happy trails. Fare thee well. We'll see you in the finale, I guess, in uh, six years, I think. Question mark? I think he shows up. Yes, yes, he does. So um, I hope he's living a great life wherever he has transferred to. And gets more to do than have two lines. Um, and, and that we hope that half of half of what he gets to do is as awesome as what we decided uh, he should be doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so trying to take his place is Sunshine Corazon. And we, we did this pre-show, but we wanted to take a moment to say that for the purposes of the podcast, we will be referring to Sunshine with the character's female pronouns, but we for if we talk about the actor we're also acknowledging that the actor his his name is now jake zyrus and there may actually be people listening to this podcast who did not know that the actor went through uh transition and is now jake zyrus and not uh sharice so for confusion's sake i guess the character we are still referring to with female pronouns but the actor we will be using their masculine pronouns and hopefully that's fine (laughs) hopefully no one takes umbrage to the character still being referred to as female yes it's it was a um it was something i i don't know if i knew or just it was one of those things it's like oh okay and then and then my brain is continually replacing information so wanted to make sure everybody also was aware Jumping back into Sunshine, um, adorable. Yeah. And uh, I think she um, exemplifies what I would have, what I, what I want sometimes from Rachel. Also works as an example for why I hate Rachel. Yes. 
because she's just like incredibly um, talented, incredibly passionate, and then sees somebody else give a give a powerful performance and gets excited by it yeah. and wants to do it is almost like I want to do that too. I can do that and not let me tear you down. Meanwhile, Rachel, who yeah. is like, who literally sends her to a crack house, yeah. like yeah, this- they really. <laughs> They really start Rachel out on this character is awful in, in the way that we talked about in the first season where you, Rachel starts out as kind of an interesting character that I personally liked. And then uh-huh. you get this kind of bullshit and you're like, ah, oh, yes, a sociopath to yeah. send a teenager to a crack house because she's a better singer. And instead of like Sunshine had the right reaction of being confronted with another great singer, which was, holy shit, we should sing together all the time. Rachel's yeah. reaction is, I must kill her. Like, yeah. what, what is wrong with you? And part of it's writing, but it's a little consistent with what we've seen Rachel become over the first season. It is. And it's it one sucks. of the one of the character consistencies. Um, and yeah. occasionally they forgot it because it's his glee. Right. But it is a recurring theme with her. It is. And it just, it goes too far. And this is, I mean, it's funny in the way that like over the top things can be funny, but when you stop and think back, like, oh, this, this person was actually put in a pretty hazardous situation. <laughs> like there could have been trouble and Rachel did it almost without thought, almost without uh, a care or thinking about the consequences. It was, here's competition and I need to get rid of her. Yeah. And I get that, that on one hand, I think some of the, um, people who who like this would argue that um, the show is being purposefully over the top and that's sort of the point is that she sent her to a crack house nobody would actually do that this is this is just glee's humor of we're going to be we're going to take it to like we're going to take it to 11 mm-hmm. you know and and i and i get that argument but the problem is that they don't always do that and so yeah. you yeah. get a lot of that tonal dissonance where it's sort of like sometimes it goes to 11 sometimes it doesn't and so if you don't fully commit then it just feels like when you do it just feels really weird so this is one, and I agree that this is one of those examples where it just is like you just went you just went from like zero to 11 and are sending her to crack house to die it's like yeah you didn't have any other thought in between no other thought okay and it wasn't like let's slushy her to tell her how you know right oh the glee club is so looked down upon you get slushied you don't want to join this like i which by the way is an over-the-top response but one that i think would fit more can yeah if if she had um conspired with karofsky to get sunshine slushied i would have been like that's shitty but it works and it's i mean it's consistent with other things we see in this episode yeah like Mm -hmm. kurt getting slushied Yep. He does. He gets the first slushy of the season. Yep. So congrats. <laughs> so yeah, it's a really also like, Rachel was like a little racist about it too. Like, do you speak English? Like, Christ, yeah. of course you speak English. Like, and so what if she doesn't? Well, there was a um there was a, a reviewer. Um I'm trying to I'm going through my notes trying to find um ah the uh Brittany 
dry of the stir, which to be fair, I am I, not familiar with what the stir is, but found that the found this episode to be really rather racist and for, for multiple reasons that uh, Rachel's reaction to to sunshine being um, one of them. Um, as she also mentioned, um, pairing uh, Tina and Mike together um, as as another potentially racist um, yeah uh, racist thing to happen. I don't know the word I'm looking for here. It's it's escaping me. Let's pretend I had a really good word for this. But yeah, um, <laughs> Rachel herself is just even without you know Mike and Tina, that would be enough to kind of go yeah okay. So I guess I never thought of Mike and Tina as being racist. I thought of it as um, here are two characters we don't really know what to do with. Let's put them together. I didn't think it was personally. What I did think was racist. They gave them them both the same last name. That was (laughs) Or they said, you know, Asian one. Asian and other Asian. Yeah. Also racist. But I don't know necessarily if them... I mean, I like, take their dating to be personally, but maybe yeah. Mike's abs were her like consolation prize for never getting a solo. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but yes, I, I, mean, I, I see how it can be construed. Yeah, I, I think like it's Mike, a, so. I think them dating isn't racist, but definitely they had the other characters in the show treat them in a racist way. Yes, yeah. they do. Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, Rachel think, started off on a on a great note with a uh, she, she did with she a, really... a murderous race, racist stereotype, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. her boyfriend also started off on a great note. But damn, her bangs look good. I know, yeah. right? But those bangs, though. Um, well, boyfriend starts on a starts off on a on a predatory, creepy note. Because uh, creeping on Sam, but yeah, because you know we can't. We're gonna we're gonna be obvious with our uh, parallels oh, between yeah. Sam and Shu in case you didn't yeah. fucking get it. Yeah, yeah he's, you, he's got to follow in, in his mentor's footsteps, creeping on the shower. He didn't like give him drugs. I mean, so there's that. <laughs> How, what does it say? I'm like, well, that's a good thing. There were there were no drugs involved, so there's that. Um, but bonus, I guess. Question mark. But yeah. Oh, the, speaking of Sam, do you remember he he started out as dyslexic? Yeah, yeah. I actually made a note of that. That's I did too. <laughs> great continuity, Glee. Yeah, like how long did that? I I'm curious to see how long this is gonna last. His dyslexia, because that's. Again, it's a character trait that could have been incredibly interesting. Yeah. And I just, I didn't remember this happening. Now, I'm going to say up front, I don't really like Sam. And that has nothing to do with Court Overstreet. I just think he's a useless character. Well, I, and I think... Like, cool, a white guy. <laughs> he could have been interesting. I mean, even even having, even going down the LD um, road, I mean, they kind of, they leaned on the, oh, his family, you know, is is... No, doesn't do well economically. They're poor. They're, you know, he's he's LD. There's a lot of things they could have dealt with with yeah. that as far as like issues in in our time. And doesn't I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, doesn't Sam move in with Finn and Finn and Kurt later he in another season? Somebody remember he's got there's that episode where they find is it rumors? I think it's the rumors episode. 
where they find out that he lives in like a, mm-hmm. a hotel or something with yeah. his two younger siblings. But yeah, but what isn't it like his family moved back because his dad got a job, but but because they but, like left to the keep kids. Sam, but yeah, I want to keep Sam in the Glee Club. Like Sam yeah. gets to live with like I think Kurt and Finn's parents, something this like that. This is either well, this is we'll either another we'll another <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say this is either something that happened or another instance that uh, Fanon has taken over. No, over. It, it did it did happen. Yeah, because I needed oh, to okay. you. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because we'll, we'll, we'll you definitely read it in fact. Yeah. No. Okay. We can we can discuss how this totally made sense later. <laughs> but um, man, so so uh, Sam is is now a or is going to be a member of the Glee Club at some point. But, you know, Finn's trying to get him him on the team, and that's... I will give Finn uh, credit. Finn gets credit for being the opposite of Rachel, where he uh-huh. saw talent and went after it instead of his first thought being, this guy is going to take my spot in the Glee Club. He thought, cool, new friend, new member who could help us at uh, regionals because there is no sectionals anymore. Yeah, that's I mean, that's it's nationals true. now, but yeah, I just I gave Finn he, Finn gets like a thumbs up for, I mean, I guess spying on boys in the bathroom, but also like hearing Sam, sort of sing okay, and welcoming him like, to the Glee Club. I would just like to point out, I can see why Kurt was confused. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's like, well, Finn stares at guys and he goes in the bathroom, like. <laughs> I mean, I understand why there was there was yeah. that crush season one. I'm like, it is so way so much. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Poor Kurt. Yeah, everybody telling him how you know you shouldn't you shouldn't have a, a crush on a straight guy, and he's just gonna be like, what do you mean straight guy? Yeah, and with straight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we did sort of replace a person of color with a blonde white guy, but like, what more mm-hmm. can we ask of this show? Yeah. I mean, we could ask more, but I mean, what more do we expect of the show? I guess is that's what true. We say. Very little. Um, very, speaking very of expecting true. very little, we get Coach Beast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shannon Beast uh, walks on in with her non sequiturs and her malapropisms that make no sense, but I... sometimes are funny because you're all coffee and no omelet is a great insult. I love mm-hmm. it. And also, I can't explain it. Like, I I don't know what it means, but I love it. You're you're like you're all beverage and no in no substance. Does it uh-huh. like yeah, maybe. I think you can mean whatever you want it to mean. Yeah. And I It's now, whatever you're feeling in the moment. Yeah. And I have to say, when I Okay, so I have two thoughts. I remember originally um liking Coach Beast. Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. he was kind of ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. not I, I also liked having um, a woman as the football coach. Yes. I thought that was, I thought that was like, that was different. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I like that. Um, somebody who's not following gender norms. Exactly. And, and not quote unquote, like, and also doesn't look like you're like, oh, you look different than, mm-hmm. like I said, as it, it was gender norms. So I'm like, I, it's not just another cookie cutter kind of actor, actress. So right. I liked being able to have a lot of variety of people represented. <laughs> they're all mostly white people, but. Yeah, it's a wide variety of white folks. It's, it's a wide variety of white. So, you know, she, 
shades of white, shades of beige. <laughs> but, um, but at the same time, rewatching this episode kind of made me go, wow, she doesn't really start off on a, in a good light. I mean, with no. like, yeah. So I, and I didn't really remember that. So it was sort of like, cool, you're pissing me off right now because like mm-hmm. I, and I guess maybe that's what you're supposed to feel because you are supposed to root for Finn and Finn's doing good things here. So you're supposed to feel really bad for him. But wow, I was just like, shit, I don't yeah. remember this. I really, and it went back to my my dislike of Beast by the time the show wouldn't, you know, had, had finished and concluded. I was just, I felt like I was, I'm like, yep, no, I'm, I'm feeling that dislike again now, as opposed to yeah. when I liked you. All right, this is why I hated you. I don't know. Exactly. I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate her in these episodes, but I was more her role was obvious right yep. so and it's tied into sue and Shu momentarily joining forces which again to me not again this is the first episode i can't say it again which mm-hmm. to me is another example of um a storyline that should have been several episodes long getting condensed into one episode so Shu mm-hmm. and sue joining up i think could have been kind of a fun couple of episodes maybe even half a season is too long but a good run up until like one of the extended breaks or something right like four five six episodes of them working together against a common enemy and that enemy is shannon beast who's just like the football coach who does not give a shit about either one of them Mm -hmm. and then she realizes what they're doing and shames uh shu for being just another bully and he's like oh right i'm still just a high school bully got it but instead, it was all of that in 15 minutes. Yeah. And that's so annoying. And it's so lame because you don't, it's like when you try to cook a soup, like you can't cook soup in 15 minutes. There's no depth of flavor. There's no depth to any of this because they just mush it all together and then they throw it at you. And they and didn't I think, have to like, do that. Introducing new characters, especially like give a little bit of depth, like let us actually yeah. feel something for the character before you like... Right expect us to have an emotional reaction yeah yeah how am i supposed to have an emotional reaction to her getting mad at finn when i don't even know her i don't know anything about her and um and as you said not having that that depth is really the is one of the key things it's like it's either they pull something out too long Mm -hmm. in a way that you're like this didn't you were, were just rehashing things we just did or they just condense things. It's like they're they're um, what's it what's it what is the word that I want here? But like the uh, timing is just mm-hmm. always it's just always slightly pacing. off. Pacing. Thank you. Yes, that was the word I was thinking of. The pacing always seems to be off. Sucking. Never, yeah. And and you're you're doing the wrong things at the wrong time. And and I know there are in the moving forward there are things that they do hit. But it's sort of like you're just you're just not quite getting you're not quite giving the length and the depth yeah. to what we need. And and to be quite honest, it gives it no stakes. Like there's no stakes involved right now because it's like we just okay. Will you just did you even learn anything? It's sort mm-hmm. of like when you when you scold a two year old. It's sort of like do they, do they really learn? No, no, they don't. It's just they don't because it's like there's nothing there's nothing really there and so it's kind of how I feel where it's like cool because so we know Will's gonna turn around and be like another bully again for somebody mm-hmm. else 
And um, on that note, I would just like to point out the uh, 756th time, how much I hate Will Schuster. Talking about how uh, Glee if is not listening to season one, Mav hates Schuster. Just FYI. And in fact, go back and listen to those episodes because you really need, like we said, that depth of flavor to her hatred. My, <laughs> my pacing for my hatred is, is, is timed far better than their own <laughs> characterization of this man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's... You're using Glee Club and you're and you are like continually promoting that this club is for, you know, for the people who are different and the nerds and, and you know, just everybody that doesn't have a home. And yeah, you're literally being the asshole that you deep down really want to be. And let's just be honest, that's really who you are. Yeah, you know, no, that's just... Yep. He's just kind of a dick. And yeah. that's, he really is. If the outcome of six seasons of Glee was, by the way, Schuster is not a hero, then. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, I feel like we could have, we could have done that in like three episodes and been like, well, we're done now, guys. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, yeah, I think the first three episodes of Glee would have definitely established that she was not a good character to anyone paying attention. Yeah. And yet he's there the whole time. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's frustrating, but yeah, I do agree that, you know, seeing a, at the end of season one, seeing how much, um, Shu and, and, and Sue hate each other kind of going into season two being like, ha like turning them on again, you know, turning it around and putting them together could have been fun for a few episodes just to been like, mm-hmm. well, this is weird. And the, the, um, not the chemistry, but just sort of the way they would play could play off of each other. Yeah, no, it, is, um, it is chemistry. The actors yeah. have chemistry. Sure. Well, I don't like using that word in relation to anybody related to uh, Shu at all, <laughs> which is my problem. I, I have to, I almost want to apologize to, apologize to Matt Morrison because I, like, I can't stand him at this point. And I'm like, I'm sure he's a nice guy. And I'm sure he's a great actor. I just, I can't though, look at the problem. I can't look at his face and I want he's nothing nice to do with that. I'm like, I'm so sorry. But I can't do it. I cannot do it. I'm sorry. It's just, you're ruined for me. <laughs> you're just, you're ruined. You're done. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. Soon, too. Could be, could have been interesting. But, oh, and you know what? My dirty little mind with Sue and Shu was like, here's the, the enemies to friends, to lovers that we all needed. They spent half a season working together and then realized this whole time that the enemy that they felt was really just the longing inside. Okay, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> Sorry. Second of all, second of all, I mean, I think they do wasn't they do a Sue and Shu kind of storyline last season we talked about because it made me gag. But if they were going to try to do this or try to do that, even though I know I think at that point it was uh, she was just trying to embarrass Sue, but if they wanted to actually do that storyline, I feel like this is the only way they could have done that. Mm, yeah um, for sure. and have it be something that I think anybody really has any sort of um emotional like you know investment in because so it's not that necessarily that you want to see it or maybe some people do but just sort of like oh my god are we really going to do this is this going to be a thing is this going to yeah. happen and I also 
I acknowledge that if they had actually done like a, a will or a, a shoe sue thing, my I on the podcast would have been like, God, why are we wasting our time on this? I don't care. It's in mm. retrospect with like all the other things I don't care about. Where I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, I could have taken a little bit of it. And why not? Sure. Like, you already did a bunch of other things I didn't care about. Why didn't you also give it to <laughs> yeah, me? Just give me something else. Give you something yeah. else that I didn't care about that you could have done. I mean, at this point, I think I would have given props to anything that they decided they wanted to put more than, like, 20 minutes of screen time into developing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, if they wanted to take half a season and build that, I would have been like, I'm not here for this, but I'm not protesting this as loudly as I could have. (laughs) Yeah. I'll I'll quietly fume about it, but I won't be super pissed. I would loudly fume about it, because that would mean (laughs) I have to watch it. Uh, Anyway, the... So, yeah, the... The whole Sue and Chu thing. And I would also like to point out, I don't quite understand how they just thought in any way, shape, or form they could have shut down the football team. Oh, I know. Look, I realize they're not in Texas, which is, you know, uh, the home of football, it feels like. Um, But you are in the Midwest. And it may be a failing team. And Sue, I may understand you at least have a like a winning cheerleading team. Shoe, you're just an idiot if you think that you can shut down the football team. Like, in what world does that happen? Um, the world I mean, of Cleve is the only answer because it's also Ohio. I feel like Ohio is a pretty big. I, I, yeah, I don't live there, but I, I feel like. That would be make sense. It's Midwestern. Uh, it's it's close to Indiana, and Indiana is. No oh wait, that's oh. basketball. Ohio State football is huge. Sure. Ohio yeah. State, a big ass football team, and it's a big deal. And they and it's and them playing Michigan is a big ass deal. And I, these are things I know because there are men in my family who care about them. Oh, I know Michigan so, football is a thing. I think we all know Michigan football is a thing. Can't escape it. Indeed. But um, but yeah, so it's it's I, I would go so far as to say that yeah, no, it's gotta be a pretty the the high school team has gotta be a pretty big deal. And I don't know in what delusional mind that you thought that there was any way, chance or form that you were gonna shut down a get rid of beast as a person, but you would have gotten a new football coach because that would not just go away. Yeah. So yeah, that was a whole other thing. I just get boggling my mind at it. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, no, you're totally going to shut down a football team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. If, totally. if we ever if we ever need to, I can bring on my roommate who is an Ohio native. And uh, we can get a firsthand <laughs> experience of, of Ohio. That would be, I think one of these times, one of these days we should actually do a, do an in-depth uh, episode maybe maybe when we start moving outside the city of, of Lima, Ohio, to discuss the actual like let let's discuss the geography and how long it takes to get places. Are we talking about Westerville? I'm not saying there could okay. be other places we're going to. Talking about Westerville. That is a conversation for another podcast because <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a lot of googling season oh. two to figure out like how long is this yeah. drive and then when wait a damn minute 
I absolutely I mean, remember people doing like, wait a damn minute. A lot of Googling, none of it by the writers of Glee. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, no, of course not. No. Nope. That that was the tried and true method of let's throw a dart at a dartboard. <sighs> Westerville sounds fancy. Let's go with that. No, I think that was actually their logic. Sounds fancy. That works. <laughs> okay, I do have to include this interlude from my roommate who says that her high school football booster club spent a million dollars on AstroTurf, but the school newspaper could not afford paper. I feel like that's all we need to know on on that. (laughs) Noted. Also, a million (laughs) dollars. A million dollars on AstroTurf. Well, I think that that case closed. Uh, Sue and Shu for for any (laughs) ability for you to, you know, shut down a football team. Also, how was that not an actual plot in Glee? <laughs> we can't print out shoot music because we, right. the school has no paper because shoot. I mean, Sue's spent it all on like on AstroTurf Astro yeah. just for the cheerleaders. Yeah, yeah. We'll not let the football play team play on it. She had all of the cheerleaders' homes redone with AstroTurf <laughs> so they could practice at all hours. Or even, I mean, like, or even paying for that that human cannon that she oh, had. Right, the human cannon. Yes, I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, they really should have asked us to write. So, so what I'm what I'm hearing here is that maybe there were some logic issues with Glee. No, maybe there were no. some never loose ends. I mean, let's not malign this incredibly well thought out show. <laughs> Their uh, their writers' room full of note cards for lunch orders. Yeah, <laughs> as opposed to as opposed to storylines. Um, it should also be noted that dirt. So this is the second season of Glee, which is 2010, correct? Yes, thereabouts. Yeah. Which means they were filming first twenty ten. Right. So they were filming a little before that. You know, you get your first. Probably seven, September episodes. 19th. You, <laughs> you get like your first six, seven episodes in the can, then you keep writing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it should be noted that American Horror Story debuted in 2011, which means it was being developed and written in 2010. Which is interesting because I'm also going to add that the um, the Glee project the, yes. um, oh, yeah. was also a thing that was happening at this point and they shut it down because Ryan Murphy said he wanted to focus on the first the original production which is hilarious knowing where things go from here sort of like so noted yes it should just be noted that when Murphy's shows start to decline in um being good it's usually because I didn't want to say suck but I will when they start to suck, it's usually because there's another show that is taking up his time and attention. And in this case, mm-hmm. it's American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. So um, just watch out for that. Also, mm-hmm. I like it, but like, that's my fault. The new normal <laughs> comes in 2012. And then that's oh, why yeah. that season of American Horror Story sucks is because the new normal had a really good season. <laughs> so it's just like an endless cycle. Uh, because because Ryan Murphy wanted to play adult curtain line. And I mean, really did. Yeah. At least someone got a happy ending. Yeah. I mean, oh. what? Mm-hmm. Ah. 
Oh, um, I, for, I, I want to, to momentarily pivot back to Sam, if we can, for a second. <sighs> okay. Trouty mouth. Um, Trouty mouth. Um, so, interestingly, <laughs> they, I guess not so interestingly, they had a, <laughs> um, you know, Sam is, is one of their new, their new characters, and um, I, I don't, I, I'm fairly positive at this point, based on some preliminary research, that going into this, people expected him to stay around. It wasn't like Sunshine, where um, it was a, like a, a very short, you know, um, performance, but like that he was actually a, not a series regular, but a, um, what's the other word I want? Like a recurring a, character? Thank you, ladies. That would be it. So um, there was a lot of publicity that was done kind of at the initial onset of Sam. Um, my favorite article is this one that uh, is from Vanity Fair that says, will Court Overstreet go full broke back on Glee? Which I think says everything, says everything what we a, need to know. What a way to phrase that. <laughs> uh, it's a terrible way to phrase it. And, and to be quite honest, the, art, the interview kind of goes how you would expect with mm-hmm. that title um, in, in a way that I was like, this is awkward for me. And I'm like, I have no deep love for Court. I don't dislike him, but I just have no deep love for him. I feel really bad right now for the man. So, yeah. Um, but one of the things, there were a few things in the, um, in the interview that I thought was, was interesting. One, um, he interviewed and then like had to jump straight into, um, or he had to jump straight into um, the shower. Yes. No, uh, his scene. And um, he's saying uh, billionaire in his audition. Yes. And that was the song that he sang as Sam on the audition. But because they had to do it so quickly, the song in the show, they weren't able to rewrite it in his key. Hmm. So he ended up singing it higher than he was, than I guess he would, his normal register, interestingly. Um, you know what? That's good for him. Yeah, I know. The other thing, uh, they Brett Berg is the um, guy that did the interview. He he was hounding pretty hard on on the whole uh, is is Sam and Kurt going to be a thing? Um, as you know, at the end of end of season one, we were kind of promised Kurt gets a boyfriend in season two, and so I think everybody thought, oh my god, um, this is going to be uh, is this going to be him? And so there was a lot of, there's a lot of that. Um, and, and we'll go. I'm sure we'll talk more more on that as as we get through the season. But um, the last bit of information that I thought was fun, um, Cord pointed out that his dad, you know, is a, is, is a musician, has done a lot in in music. He wrote his dad wrote the song. She thinks my tractor's sexy. Really? Yes. Is that should should he be proud of that or? Well, he did tell them. He did tell Brett Berg to listen <laughs> to it because Brett Berg hadn't heard about it, and he goes, "That's oh, a good song. You should <laughs> yeah. listen to it." And I said, "Well, that's in the back of my mind. I'm like, well, that's debatable." Family <laughs> loyalty goes a long way. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, yeah, she. He, I think the uh, the actual line is, "She thinks my tractor's sexy." I don't know that one. You should listen <laughs> to it. It's pretty funny. Maybe we'll link it. The the article or the song. We should link the song. Uh-huh. We'll, we're linking okay. the song. Just in case you guys haven't heard it either. You should. I'm just reading the lyrics right now. And have you not heard this song? Have you not heard it? it. Okay, good. 
But like my brain is filled with Backstreet Boy lyrics. It's not like I've retained she thinks my tractor's sexy in my bank of lyrics. Okay, so here's here's something you should do. Read the lyrics for uh, She Thinks My Tractor's Sexy to the tune of um, I Want It That Way. Go. <laughs> you know what's going to be funny is if it, if it syncs up. I don't think it does, but... You know what? It's not totally off. I'm going to say that right now. It's not totally wrong. Uh, Joke's on you. As uh, Jack, what's his face said, uh, singing is just four notes done in in a different way. Done different? Yep. Um, Anyways, the the thing that I liked there was just the most ridiculous kind of pointless information about about chords that we could learn, but... (laughs) All that needed to be known not just me I needed everybody else to know this well I for one do not thank you for putting that song in my head because I have heard it <laughs> I'm not from y'all's area so I don't have to listen to these things speaking of uh family members who write bad country songs no <laughs> we are not speaking of that <laughs> Fair enough. Pivoting. Uh, <laughs> See, I, I would I, I would let you finish that, but I don't actually want it in the podcast. <laughs> because enough. I know what you were going to say. So, you know, inter- continuing down my, my interesting path of, or I guess interesting facts. Also, um, this was the first episode where, not unsurprisingly, Nye and Heather were promoted to series regular as opposed mm-hmm. to just recurring characters. Which, so, you know, well done, ladies. Good job. Congratulations, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I also found a uh, random fact that said this was the first um, the first episode to feature Cord Overstreet shirtless, which I thought was a fun fact because I was like, of course, because yeah. it's the first episode to feature him. But also that, that you know... Uh, insinuates that there are more episodes of there him. Are, there are more, yes. And there indeed were a lot, and, and almost to the point that um, were unnecessary, and I'm going what? to, well, I didn't really need to see him make it. I didn't particularly care. Although I will point out that, as he notes in his interview, he spends an hour on his apps. Like, working so, out? No, 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 no. There's, he did a lot of other things, and then, like, an hour on apps. Oh, and then there was other stuff. And I was just, I, I kind of glazed over that. But I was just like, that was, un- that's a little much. That is. I'm, mm, exactly. Um, so, uh, oh, that, that, that totally, I'm just bouncing around here now, guys. I'm so sorry. If you're new to the podcast, this is what it's like. <laughs> just by the way. I have a, I have a, at some point I should take a, a photo of my notebook. I have a notebook of a crazy amount of notes and. Sometimes I go down them in order, and most of the time I do not. Um, but the other thing I wanted to, to talk about was uh, Santana. My, my and, babe. My babe. <laughs> Your babe. Um, so Santana gets a boob job. She does. Um, yes, she does. So, which way, I to, think it, way to really just lean into it, you know? Which, it's more Naya got a boob job, right? It's Naya got a boob job, yeah. Yeah. So what I want, what I'm one, I've got two questions here. One being, mm-hmm. um, 
do you think this was Naya wanted a boob job? And then the show went, well, shit, there's clearly, we can't just like not address the fact that she looks different. Or do you think it was, um, she was strongly encouraged to? I always, no, I always assumed that Naya went out and got a summer boob job between the seasons and came back and they were like, we're going to use this because Glee is not a documentary. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel I feel like Naya is not the type of person who would have yeah. let them dictate that or ask permission first. Right, I think she probably did it. And mm-hmm. the, um, unless this hat was this in her book? Sorry, not sorry, because I didn't I didn't do my homework. I didn't read her book before talking I about her boobs. Yeah. So if anyone either. has read Sorry Not Sorry and she says when she got it and why she got it, please let us know. I'm uh, endlessly curious. I agree. I'm or I'm inclined to agree that I don't think they told her you had to get a boot job. But then I also wonder if there was anything in the contract that I would have assumed there would have been something in the contract that's you can't do something to physically alter your appearance. Because um, usually that's how they word things to keep you from being pregnant because you can't physically alter your appearance by becoming pregnant. Um, so I'm just very surprised. I'm just very curious about like, I know if anybody happens to have a copy of their contract, let me know. I'm curious okay. what it says. I did a quick Google and we might have to then edit this out so we don't sound like idiots. She says that she got them when she was 18. Huh. Which, oh. I, I, like... So she would have had them in season one? Oh yeah, but like that they look different. Did they just like make her wear push-up bra for like a few episodes until it stopped being something people okay. paid attention to? Or 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 she got them enlarged. Huh? Yes. Where she got one and then got them enlarged. And then that's a difference. I mean, and then you could technically say, no, I got them when I was 18, but you just mm-hmm. don't specify that you also got augmentation or and the yeah. enlargement. Also, Naya is younger than me, and this is now bothering me. I know it's weird, right? Not no me gusta. How old is she? Um, she was born in '87. Oh, okay. So, so she's, she's a like, year younger than me, too. So yeah, she's not um excessively younger, but still. I hate that when you're like, mm, look at these successful people, and they're 23. Oh my god, fuck you. Anyway, um. So yeah, there was the so there was the the question of okay, how or why did these these happen, and um, the other question was the whole issue of her having them and then Sue's reaction, because holy fuck, yeah, her dialogue was a little. Uh, I'm gonna go with gross. Yeah. Yep. That's a good, like, a good way. What was she calling him? Something like juicy chest fruit or something? And I was like, this this does not. Yeah. That doesn't say right. No. That, that's gross. This isn't gross. Like, yeah. And there's a uh. difference in when they're having Sue be over the top in a way that's like obvious parody and when mm-hmm. when she's kind of like, you know, the actress and Jane's playing it kind of like she's being serious about this. And yeah. That makes, that makes it a little more gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I know... Sue's like I guess one of her things is that you know she calls things weird names and and very blunt but nobody calls things calls boobs that and then it's just gross in a way that's just that's unnecessary so that she that she is a teacher technically and like Mm -hmm. talking to a 15 16 I guess let's say they're 16 now because they're sophomores 
Like they're sixteen-year-old. Everybody, everybody girl. just imagine themselves. Because I assume most of you are girls, and if you're not a girl, you, you could imagine yourself, too. yourself with boobs. That's fine. Imagine yourself too. Sophomore in high school. Yep. And your teacher calls your chest what chest juicy chest full chest fruit chest fruit something like that. I think that's when you go home and you tell your mom that your teacher's like making inappropriate comments about you. Pretty sure that's the first step into sexual harassment. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely smells like sexual harassment. And do we want to like actually segue into the sexual harassment part of the episode? Yeah, let's do that. Because Glee still finds sexual harassment a funny plot. Like, yeah. uh, spoiler: uh, gay gay men do not understand how sexual harassment can be terrifying yeah and having a student who is clearly being manipulated accuse a teacher of that mm-hmm. I, I realize the current the current climate for things like that is not the climate that was being reflected when this episode was written mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the whole false accusations yep. like sort of hurt uh, yeah i don't know i also just... using a student who is at, as far as we know uh not that smart i mean in the same episode she says she spent her summer lost in the sewer so yeah exactly like i know they try to make her a genius later on and that's just some bullshit but like using a student who is canonically up until this point uh not that smart as the person who's being manipulated into a false allegation of sexual harassment is like yeah guess what didn't age well nope not at all oh my god (laughs) It's one of those scenes you want to like put up on Twitter for Ryan Murphy. Like, how do you feel about this? Yeah, let's do let's do a uh, let's do one of those um, director commentary uh, episodes. But like sure. ten years later, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you think this held up? Is this uh, does this still work for you? Still funny? Oh. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, and again, it's just the spoiler, and and no surprise to anybody. Uh, gay white man does not quite understand why why uh, sexual harassment just doesn't you know seem to be a funny topic for some people. No. no, but uh, I, I I just the the line the um, storyline Santana was in um, this episode just really frustrated me um, because then you see then you see her just like. A stereotypical cat fight, which I'm like, cool, that's awesome, yay, that's. And she gets into a couple of those going down the line too. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you basically have have uh, the the insinuation that Quinn, you know, fucked her over to get her mm-hmm. spot back up on the uh, on the top of the pedestal. So uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of girl on girl fighting and 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 negativity mm-hmm. going on in her storyline that just it frustrates me i mean it's it's not what i'm gonna say it's like oh my god i can't believe this happened it's like yeah oh, i totally can i just right. it's frustrating to continually have um episodes that kind of always pit the girls up against each other and i don't know that this show ever did in a good way uh showed uh, other than britney and santana when they were in a romantic relationship yeah but actually showed like good female friendships. Yeah, there are very few. Yeah. I think, I mean, you think about, you know, going forward and going back, they try, you know, at one point they try and make Quinn and Rachel friends and that works like and a, doesn't 
work it's depending like a throwaway on throwaway line i feel yeah. like yeah um who else i mean the None yeah them, really. the um Ryan Murphy does not also seem that good at or invested in writing relationships between women at all. No, you've they got, don't. You've got lots of gay man female friendships that tie in. Kurt and Rachel mm-hmm. is like a theme. And then he knows how to do relationships that are together and break up to extent later. And Can that's we, it. Yeah. And I mean, I realize this is going slightly off topic because as, as you know, people that have been listening to us before are going to be in no way surprised by me going off, <laughs> off topic. But um, something I think worth pointing out, um, gay men can be, can be incredibly sexist. Oh, not yeah. always. So I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to stereotype, but it's uh, every, every gay man, but it's just, it can be um, very, um, just as you have, fewer female, you know, uh, experiences, uh, to pull from. So yeah. you're not going to necessarily have as good of a female representation, uh, with a guy, with a man like, uh, Ryan Murphy, who clearly, in my opinion, from what I've seen from him has, has a, a very, okay, I'm going to go on a limb and say, I just don't think he has a very high, high, uh, opinion of women. He may like some women. I think he likes Lady Gaga. I think he's held her in high esteem because, but, and um, Sarah Paulson, but I don't think he has a high opinion of most women. He certainly doesn't seem to show it in a lot of his writing. I mean, considering that he does not seem to uh, consult a lot of them on, on writing for women. Yeah. And I feel like when I see how he writes women in his shows, it feels to me like looking at the drawings of women from the renaissance time period and for those who are not familiar go back and like google michelangelo's drawing of women it's essentially he draws a man and just sticks like oranges on their chest in very strange angles yeah and he just like, draws that's a lady he's like a woman it's a man with chesticles it's like yes but no <sighs> Because he's never seen one. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Um, we are spoiling. Uh, Emily, we cannot out Renaissance painters like this. <laughs> in, in our podcast. I didn't mean to out Michelangelo as one of the tribe. Like, sorry. But yeah, so I just, I, I'm sure there are people that will disagree with me that think that, you know, obviously Ryan, Ryan Murphy you know, thinks highly of women because based on X, Y, Z. And I mean, if you feel like you have more, you know, evidence for that, I, as always, am happy to listen to it and, and read them. So he likes them and readjust. I'm like liking a, and, and this is my point, liking a singular woman. It's not the same thing as holding, you know, women in high regard and uh, as a, or, or even of equal regard. Um, so there, there are, there is a difference there, but you know, if you disagree with me, please, please let me know. Um, I was reticent to say that cause I felt like I get yelled at by people, but, uh, fuck it. I'll say it. How dare you? So I can't be, if I can't go out on a limb and say an unpopular opinion on my own fucking podcast, <laughs> then where can I fucking say it? Probably off the record. That's where off I could the, say it. <laughs> here's what we really think about Ryan Murphy. 
but no, that's that that that's my my opinion of him and how he how he depicts women. Yeah, badly. he certainly, he certainly <laughs> hasn't really shown otherwise, you know. And, and you know, okay, like American Horror Story Coven, mm-hmm. sure, that's a little different, but the way some of the characters in Coven act is also a little like, eh, it's a little over the top. Maybe you're getting away with it because it's parody. Like, I don't really know what you're doing. Is he doing a literary version of sticking oranges on them? <laughs> it's, it's more like, see, it's sisterhood. They're all they're all witches together, working together in a, in a cup bin. And, you know, uh-huh. sometimes they have cat fights and sometimes they work together. Like, uh, it's not really, uh, I think it is just a lack of, having personal experience with having a female friend maybe which is sad because like girls make great friends I I feel like and, and this is um okay so and, and thinking about a little bit deeper about it so you do see you know some of the the um you know Puck and Finn best friends right um I don't have a female equivalent of that that is not a romantic relationship at some point because Brittany and Santana are good friends but they do become a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. And you got from a very early on that San- that's how Santana was angling it. It's at least sexual. So I, I do kind of set that aside as a different relationship. Um, but every other interpersonal female relationship is, seems to be very rife with um, the quote unquote media kind of standard of you know girls always backstabbing you know have mm-hmm. to you know fight, go against each other and snipe each other and that kind of opinion of women as opposed to while the dudes may you know have an issue that's not it's not the same level of always backstabbing um and so i, I don't ever feel like it's the way they depicted interpersonal relationship friends as equal and that's probably because brian murphy one, it's not a woman. It has not had interpersonal female uh, friends, which I understand, but that would be a point to maybe you should have women on your on your writing staff. Who yeah, can, maybe. Who can, uh, you know, inform you of that. And then maybe maybe you should, you know, think about how you are depicting your uh, different genders. Um, this went down a, went down a hole. I'm sorry, guys, but <laughs> it's, Again, if I can't go down a hole in my own podcast, oh, that sounds wrong. That's what she said. Uh, question mark? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think as as we continue to go down this season and other seasons, um, it's definitely going to be something I'm going to to keep an eye on, just because I'm now super curious to see how he on a more on a more minute level mm-hmm. how he shows them. So. Yeah, I can't think of really two close female friends on the show who are like I legitimately can... friends and who aren't just like yeah. friendly for an episode. Exactly. And then like, it doesn't, yeah. And it falls apart. I, I can name a bunch of dudes that are shown to be good friends, not in romantic relationships. Right. I mean, so like, where is the female equivalent of Blam? Granted, that did end in the crush. So mm. I guess. No, it didn't. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Fair enough. Didn't happen. Um, or Bike. Bike Chanderson, Bike or Chanderson. um, yeah. Forgive me using this example, but like Pocket Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Although I will say, I think Bike Chanderson is more fan in. I'm okay with that because I fucking loved it. 
But yeah, Pucker Finn is a fabulous example. And we're not, I don't know what their nickname would be. And we're not going to guess. (laughs) Nope. That's, yeah, it's gone. (laughs) Yep. Moving. So many wrong. Obviously, obviously it would be pun. (laughs) But, um, yeah, exactly. So there were, there were, uh, quite a few, quite a few songs in this, um, in this episode. Um, I think five of them that were considered to be like released songs. Oh, right, uh, there were songs. Kind of, <laughs> <No>. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. Um, so any any particular ones that stuck out? Considering you just said, "Oh yeah, there are songs." Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there are songs. I liked um, Poker Face. Mm-hmm. I I thought that was really cute. I also really just love Shu walking into the bathroom and shouting "Shut up" at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny um okay i agree i their performance of telephone was really good and oh yeah i i just completely named the wrong song i, well, I, I paid great attention yeah. <laughs> you, you said it's gaga it's yeah gaga. yeah um that's actually also one of my favorite lady gaga songs so um only reason why i kind of remember that um i noted that um Alicia Keys apparently really liked uh, them singing The Empire State of Mind. I did not. I didn't really bad. care for it. It wasn't bad, but I'm just like, I, I just I really do not want to hear them do any sort of rap songs. And yeah. I know they've got like Alicia Keys's um, particular like uh, chorus that they can sing, but no. I'm sorry, just a bunch of white people doing Jay-Z is unnecessary in my opinion. That's I know. I mean, um, my my favorite, I guess, was what I did for love because I like the song. Again, it's it's like a, a good cover of a song I already liked. Interestingly, one of the um uh one of the reviewers uh, noted that uh, that was like the like, like the best song or like um all other musical television show songs can stop now i was oh. like how many how many musical television shows are there are you just including like american idol in that because i guess they haven't listened to teenage dream yet they haven't because it has not come out yet i mean so, yeah, that was- I-, I liked it it didn't really fit in so far as she she still thinks she did what she did for love and what she did she did for ego yeah, I was gonna say because I mean the song doesn't fit because what did you do for love? You didn't do anything for love. Yeah. You, you it wasn't you, love, it was jealousy. Like that's not the same. But she's no. a teenager and she doesn't know that. So yeah. but yeah, that's a whole other thing. Um but any so the song songs were good, but not I don't think any that despite what some people said, um majorly, majorly standoutable. Um, any particular quotes or lines that that were memorable for you guys? Uh, I I already did the the one about um, coffee and omelet, whatever that was. The um, you're all, you're all coffee, coffee and, omelet? and no omelet. Yeah, that's the one I like. P.S. is that something you're just gonna use as like your personal it is. Uh, yeah. like brand now? Because I feel like that is. All, I'm all coffee, no omelet. I'm all coffee, no omelet. I mean, I it's feel just like that's me accurate, hungry, but yeah. Yeah, I, I liked Shoes Shut Up at the end of the duet. <laughs> and I also, like, this legitimately made me laugh when I was watching it because I forgot he says it, but Sam saying, I've never had any balls in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I 
All right, that one was funny. I give him that. Yeah. And um, this is more than just like a quick quote, but I really loved like the part where Tina's explaining why she broke up with Artie. Oh, yeah. She's just listing what a horrible boyfriend he was. Yes. Which, again, something I think that um, of, of all things that Glee continues to get right with, like they get some really weird character things right. That was one of them. So like, I think we see in later seasons Artie continues to be like a really shitty boyfriend. He really is. It's terrible. So I'm like, of all things for you to get consistent with characterization, like you could have had him, you know, mature, but you didn't. No, no. I think he stays a pretty shitty boyfriend. So um, I I particularly liked uh, the line, fashion has no gender. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because, you know, that I found that to be a very uh, common theme in fic. And it's nice to... Nice to see when the canon stuff pops up. It's like, haha, sorry, it yes. did come from a thing. So well done. Any uh so then the pulling up some final reviews of the or I guess some final critic thoughts. Overall, what were your what were your thoughts on the on the episode as a whole, guys? Now that we've like torn it a new one along with <laughs> other things. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. I liked it better than the end of season one. Yes, agreed. That's interesting because both Variety Fair and Rolling Stone said it was a return to form after a disappointing uh, series one or yeah. how series one had continued to disappoint. Right. Um, so which agreed. I think we all sort of felt like it was starting to uh, season one was starting to carry on too long. So it got tired. Um, yeah, it got they tired. also they can't multitask like Glee couldn't carry out like story resolutions while still being funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I also think they can't carry out really strong musical episodes while still being funny or actually telling stories. Like they're going to pick one section of the Venn diagram. The, episode, <laughs> yes. the music in this episode was like almost, it's, I mean, it was there, but mm-hmm. not noticeable, but it was like funny writing. For yeah. It. It's interesting because yeah. yeah, that's something that's noted a lot is that they, um, it's like too many too many songs and not enough long-term plot mm-hmm. and which is exactly what you're saying is like you can do songs or you can do plot you can't do both you just don't know how to add them both together because you're not picking songs that add to the yes. plot like a musical yeah. you're just picking songs that you think are going to be hits yes and they do that more and more as we go into the season Mm-hmm. exactly and they stopped be- and they stopped being to become their own numbers as opposed to pieces like you stop being like shoe on the board with a here's our theme for the day and you just start being a mm-hmm. here's our here's our jukebox of top 40 hits except for you teenage dream you're perfect <laughs> in all ways shape and form um yes so there's um how many seconds of teenage dream can we get away with playing like 10 or something i thought it could be 15 maybe 15 is it consecutive or we can play 30 seconds of it if we provide analysis and critic and that critique okay sure we'll find a way to do that an entire Sorry. episode that, that is a- just critiquing the song 30 seconds at a time <laughs> that'll be really riveting that yeah. fucking episode is going to be it's gonna be like five of our own episodes yeah as we right. as we t- as we were like, let's discuss every let's discuss everything else about the episode. Let's discuss the song. 
let's discuss the Dalton scenes. Let's just, yeah. Well, we're all just going to have to like call in to work the next day. <laughs> Sorry. Look. I have to podcast recording it. took till 4 a.m. Interestingly, lost my I voice. Actually, I, I feel like I could actually use that as, as an excuse, and my boss would be like, all right, fair enough. Yeah, your boss would be fine. Mine would be like, was it about baseball? No, I don't care. My my boss would just be like, yeah, great. I did that too. What are you complaining <laughs> about? Yeah. There's nothing you can say. I'm sorry. Your boss is. Yeah, no. My boss, boss would be like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I like got up at 4 a.m. to feed horses and hosted a Magic the Gathering until 3 in the morning. So. <laughs> also, I did a podcast for three hours. Yeah. And I, I served a 12-course meal to 50 people. What? Mm-hmm. Be like, I'm doing a podcast right now. What are you complaining about? <laughs> As I'm working, like, anyway, in case people aren't getting the point, my boss also does a lot of fandom stuff, and I have no excuses for anything. And she shows also, no mercy. She shows no mercy. Has this amazingly weird ability to multitask and also time manage. I don't understand. I think it's witchcraft. I don't get it. Yeah. Same. Okay, so we need to evaluate this episode on a Kevin scale. That is like one, it's like yeah. half again. He was he just looked sad in a corner. Well, he had he had a part of a song. Oh, a so. little bit, yeah. Okay, so he gets three quarters for like yeah. having a stanza. I, I, mean, I would I would say one just because one? he also okay. had a couple of scenes because the whole like football storyline. Oh, you know what? Storyline. I totally forgot about that. Incredibly forgettable, but it was part of a storyline. We're going to give him 1.5 Kevins. That's fair. For having uh, part of a song and a storyline. Yeah. Now, granted, even if the storyline was unforgettable, it existed just to further everybody's feelings about Finn. Yes. But But it it still gave us a little bit of Kevin screen time. Yes. So 1.5 Kevins. Yep. I I would be curious to know what the average Kevin rating was for our last episode. That would require me to go back, re-listen, and then do math. I don't uh, want to do that. No, because I've, I've listed them on the post. Fabulous. That just requires me to go back and do math. Yeah, you'd have to do some add and then like a division and just the whole thing. Yeah. We have to figure that out. Yep. Okay. Well, that's... Unless anybody else has has any final thoughts or feelings, um, we've discussed this, a lot. But we did yes. discuss a lot. This is not a Glee related thought. This is just a um, the last seventy. <laughs> it's a the last seventy two hours in the United States have been pretty shitty for a lot of people, and mm. we we are not a political podcast, and we make no pretensions of being a political podcast. And if you want, um concrete thoughts and things of that nature we can't give them to you but we are wholeheartedly on the side of good and kind and decent people and um fuck the rest of the country and also if um there are still there are still states where you start to vote yeah um, other states uh, they do have uh same day registration uh if yep. you go to vote.org or uh you could or vote save america you can find out more about that. Yeah, the midterms this year are really important. And if you are over 18, you need to register and you need to vote. And there are absolutely, no, there are excuses because this country makes it very hard for people to vote. But like, please try your very best to vote because it doesn't even matter who you're voting for as long as you're doing it. You just need to do it. 
Uh, Vote Save America does have a great rundown of uh, what will be on your ballot, including uh, oppositions and local races. So if you're not familiar with uh, who you might be voting for, please please make that you know resource available to yourself. See what, do some research. Um, also, Uber and Lyft will be offering uh, free rides. So if you can't if you cannot drive, um, they will be offering uh, you know ways to be able to get to the polls. Um, also, if you get to the polls and they say you can't vote, you can always ask for a provisional ballot. So please, uh, please, it is important to vote this year, uh, especially, it's important every year, but definitely this year. Um, if you have an absentee ballot, just put that shit in the mail right now. You don't have to wait. Put a stamp on it. Don't forget the stamp. They're little sticky adhesive things that you put in the corner of an envelope if you've what? never seen a stamp before. But go and put one of those on and then put it in a mailbox. I realize should... those were a lot of old words. Yes. That nobody understands what they mean anymore. Please Google if you need to. Just Yeah. Um, speaking of down ballot races, local judges are incredibly important to the health of your community. So consider researching. I know there's a lot that happens on a midterm ballot, but like consider researching your uh, judicial races because the people who sit on the bench change a lot of lives for better and for worse. And with one final final thought, if you live in Texas, Better or work is the only person to vote for. Please go vote for Beto. Anyway, that's been um, Lee Saves America. I don't know. Lee Saves America. Lee Saves America. (laughs) (laughs) See, we need need the reunion show to be just a PSA on how everyone realizes they need to vote. Yeah. Mm. Oh, shit. We all have to go vote because we're all over 18 because we all graduated. Hey. All right, so thank you, and we will, I'm sure, be be doing this at least one more time before before the elections. Uh, please, please don't make us beg you, but um, I will. All right, and and with that note, <laughs> um, yep. whew, that that's what you missed on Glee. At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. And we know that it can get a little weird when things just don't work together. That's why Farmers lets you bundle your home and auto insurance together. And doesn't that sound nice? Bundle with Farmers today and you could save an average of 20% too. Talk about music to your ears. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We've seen a car run into a tree, a tree fall through a roof, and we've even seen a car fall through a roof. Hey, babe! Your parents are here! But there's a better way for your home and auto to come together. Bundle them. And when you get both, you could save an average of 20%. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.